The Dad Ass Podcast. Subpar, mediocre at best. Podcast, just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. One drink and one conversation at a time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the completely unscripted and very leisure focused podcast. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, that is it's nice. It's fitting for the environment we're in. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm in like a club built for leisure. Like a like a leisure club. You know, of all the places that we've recorded, outside of the speakeasy, of mm-hmm. course, because we have to pay due respect to the uh, um, the speakeasy where we record, this is probably one of the coolest experiences and locations we've been on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think I if I had to pick a second home for the podcast, yeah, it would be here. I like it. It would be. I'm I'm I'm, I'm on a couch that I don't. It's been worn in. And you yes. can feel that it's it's cupping my legs and buttock with love and experience. Yeah. Like I don't want to get up. I actually want to sit here and talk to you and to our guest Matt about Rocky Four because I just feel like something mm-hmm. classic <laughs> and American needs yeah. to be discussed. How do we here. feel about Creed, though? I don't know. That movie. That, I think that movie uh, <laughs> completely ended the Cold War. Absolutely, Rocky Four. <laughs> it was I, the it I was the I taught our son that that's how we defeated. Russia, <laughs> but then like now there's the war in Ukraine, oh. and it's like I can't make that joke yeah. in public because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. you know Russia again. Yeah. But if there was a Rocky 18 or Creed mm-hmm. five, there will be. Mm-hmm. I think Rocky they're in Creed two, right? Uh, no, I think it's three. Is it? Yeah, I think Creed's, Creed's up to three. Rocky's and up to six. six. And yeah. this is the first one that Sylvester Stallone is not in. Oh. Um, Rocky of was any my... series. No, oh, I'm wow. sorry, I didn't realize that the entire Rocky like wow. Do they business, do that on purpose? I'm assuming he didn't want to be in it. Yeah. I think, or there was a direction that uh, the actor um, Michael um, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan yeah. I think, wanted to take it in direction and rock. You know, I'm like, I'm actually okay with this mm-hmm. I mean, because like everything's got to have fifty like, years or yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with it. Yeah. It was a good run. That's I would rather stories. him be like go tell a different story or go tell an adjacent story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good story than be like let's keep on this like you know mm-hmm. beating a dead horse storyline about Rocky and having mm-hmm. him like show up like. Yeah, I think I think it shows a lot of like, I don't know. It sounds silly, but like growth. He's like, mm-hmm. this is bigger than me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, I did. I didn't mean to take us in that direction. Sorry, but doesn't I'm it feel natural? Did. Is that what you're yeah. dealing like wanting in the vibe here? Yeah, hundred percent. Rocky Four is probably. I think a lot. I think a lot about film. So my background uh, was in uh, fine arts and then film studies, and film has always just been a big part of my my experience, a uh, consistent part of my experience, and. Um, there are certain films that I hold in this like high regard, and I would say Rocky Four is right up there, and it has definitely influenced um, the aesthetic uh, in here for sure. Yeah, for sure. I get it. I, I just I don't know. Doesn't it feel like I know this isn't Rocky Four, but it's the iconic. Like I'm just waiting for him to come around the, mm-hmm. the side and be like, "Hey, I hit I hit the meat." Right? Yeah. Like I feel like there should be a meat, you know, locker. A, a meat locker yeah. someplace. But you know, I think well, that's actually might have to do with like the historic sort of vibe that not just your place, but you know, where we're at in the city because we're really like working on revitalizing or the city is working on, on really revitalizing a lot of this. Um, so we're not in a new space by any means. Right. No, this building has been here for mm, decades. I think this whole area, it used to be a uh, they used to manufacture trolleys over here. Yeah. 
Ford and GM uh, pulled some cash together, bought it, and then decommissioned it. So it sat vacant for decades and started to kind of fall in on itself. And then Brad DeHaze uh, purchased the area and revitalized it. Um, they bought it back in 2014, I believe, and then has been revitalizing it That's now for, crazy. for the past... Um, almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Yeah, he's been revitalizing it now for like, I think the past six, six or seven. And um, yeah, so East Market, CBC, Leisure Club, then across the parking lot here is Local Cantina. There's going to be a robotics lab in the middle bay there. And then on the end is going to be a co-working space. And this is just like the, the beginnings of um, a communal area for a lot of people to gather. And then across the street here, they're going to be doing some... Um, manufactured homes uh, yeah. that are going to be enormous through that whole block. I think 102 apartments. Also, we talked about this before we were on the, the actual podcast, but locally, like a local kind of concept or ideas mm -hmm. as building those. Um, mm -hmm. Which really, is fascinating. You know, yeah. it's really cool to see stuff like that happening in our community. Yeah. We, we went right into an amazing conversation. We, we should probably introduce <laughs> the voice from the other microphone. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're making up a title. We yeah. have the Commodore, the Leisure Club Commodore, but really the founder, the creator, and the brains behind the Leisure Club, Matt, here with us. I would also like to throw out as a potential option, I like Commodore a lot. Yes. That's, my, that's the lead for me, but um, activities are. Mm, Ooh, a good one too. He could be the, but you could also yeah. then have on your resume, though, activities director yeah. at the Leisure Club. Oh, activities director. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like to think of myself as an assistant janitor. I'll do anything, anything to, uh, to uh, make the make the brand stay alive. You know, keep it clean, keep it keep it sharp, and crisp. <laughs> you had so. very nice bathrooms. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> you, had, you had you had the nice like slick looking urinal, and then the fun faucet in there. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been yet. And I on side note, I mean related because we're talking about bathrooms. I was at at Easton. I go to Easton a lot now. Actually, I live close, and um, I just go during the workday. Some or not, you know. Well, I have weird schedules. During the so. workday, you go to the bathroom at Easton? <laughs> yes, because I have a <laughs> weird work schedule. Going? Yeah, I have a weird work <laughs> schedule, and so sometimes I have extra time. And so I've, decide, I've, I've recently been intentionally going to, like, Easton, downtown, whatever, and I just walk. It's, like, a nice way to get out of the house. Yeah, like, yeah. I have a weird schedule in that I see p patients in the morning, I see patients in the evening. But in the, in the middle time, there's not always a lot kind of going on. Anyway, yeah. there's a point to this. I was at West Elm today. And I was tempted, but it felt too weird to say their bathroom smelled so good. Mm. And I wanted to be like, what did you put in the bathroom? Because <laughs> it smells good. And then I was like, that's a whole weird conversation. Yeah, I'm not prepared yeah. to have. <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, <laughs> let that one float. Let that one pass yeah, by. Yeah, just, we're going to let that one just be a mystery of the universe. <laughs> what did it smell like that day? It was delightful, though. I will, I'll be honest with you. I love that. Well, as always, before we, we really get into our discussions, we always like to ask our guests if you have a good dad joke. You don't have a dad joke. You have a dad response. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what is that? Uh, when my kids ask me a question, I say, I'm like a field of corn, all ears. I want to use that. I like that. Tuckerman wouldn't understand that. No. But at some point, I want to use that. Yeah. How does yeah. that go over? Uh, you know, with a lot How of cringe. How old are they? A lot of cringe. And you so have, I've got you have four kids. I have four kids. I have a 17 year old son, a 15 year old son, a four year old daughter, and a almost two year old son. So I can guarantee you get at least an eye roll out of half of them when you say it. Mm -hmm. yeah, three, yeah, I would say three fourths now <laughs> at this yeah. at this point. My daughter's four, and she's uh, she is um, 
very uh, uh, very animated and uh, sprightly. <laughs> yeah. I I um, don't have a dad response like that, but I try and find creative ways to say hi on the phone. Mm, mm-hmm. And so, like, if if Heather and Tuckerman call me on the way home from work and, and daycare, I'll be like, and my favorite string instrument is a cello. Mm-hmm. And, like, come up with different mm-hmm. ways to say hi. Yeah. So I feel like I got to work uh, work that in. I'm like a field of corn in my ears. I use, uh, I use the, uh, when I'm leaving... Uh, uh, scene or whatever, I'll uh, I'll say you be Mozart, I'll be Bach. <laughs> oh, I like that. Is that how you say salutations mm-hmm. here when mm-hmm. club members leave? <laughs> like you be Mozart, I'll be Bach. So, how about you be Dairy Queen and I be Burger King? And if you treat me right, we can do it your way. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that to my kids, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's more of like something for that's, like that's a different you know, direction. Your, your children's your your children's mom. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. So that's a little Absolutely. different vibe there. <laughs> For anyone that's listening, they're most likely thinking, what is Leisure Club? What is yeah. the Leisure Club? I like to add the in front of things, like the Facebook. What? How would you define or tell someone that's like, what's Leisure Club? I'd say it's a it's a it's an American inspired lifestyle brand. Um, it's been very nebulous over the years. It started out as a kind of response to a limited. Uh, third place option. So we were sitting at, a friend of mine and I were sitting together at uh, a local establishment uh, having a drink and after my fourth, uh, what did you say? Um, I kind of got annoyed and I'm like, you know, I can't hear the conversation. Um, The playlist isn't a great mix. (laughs) I can't change the channel. Uh, I have to wait on someone waiting on me to get my drink. Um, these seats are really uncomfortable. That guy in the corner over there is really volatile. Like, why Why am I paying money to be in this environment? I'm spending my time. That's my only currency, my time, and I'm spending it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, it's being wasted by uh, others around. And so I wanted to have control over that. Um, and so my buddy and I at the time, I was like, let's pool our happy hour budgets and let's get a little spot we can deck it out however we want, uh, invite whoever we want, uh, control the environment and the setting uh, to our liking, and then uh, see how it goes. And uh, we did that. We, we opened up a little uh, art studio at 400 West Rich, and uh, it was just pretty much for uh, a small group of friends to get together and, and hang out. We did the uh, Franklin Tim Fridays where we opened the doors and let people come in, and the response was... Uh, resounding that everyone loved the the environment and the vibe and they're like you need to do something else with this so we transitioned the model to a bigger space at 2000 south high street the fort um, if you guys haven't been there it's a pretty awesome uh, space a lot of uh, maker businesses over there and uh, we had one of the office spaces up on the second floor so it was a complete destination location it's 1500 square feet three different rooms and we just opened it up as an event space that could be rented out for corporate happy hours, birthday parties, um, music shows, things like that. And uh, we're like, you know, if we can make it work, then we've got something. But we were in the black in the first month, and we we did a bunch of different um, bunch of different events for a bunch of different great brands. And then uh, we came up against uh, some zoning issues in the building, and then we had to liquidate all of the stuff that we had. Uh, and to maintain our our income, we transitioned the model to um, uh, retail and it was mostly selling things on Instagram and then COVID hit and then during that time I probably looked at 20 different locations 
uh, to move the brand because um, I wanted to maintain this uh, environment for people to, to come into and just be able to decompress, you know, leave their title and their pedigree at the door and just enter a space that they can spend their time intentionally in. Um, so fast forward through COVID, found a spot in Grandview uh, behind Filio, and it was, we were open two days a week, Fridays and Saturdays. Kept the lights on, the rest of the time we rented it out, um, occasionally for, for private events. So we thought of it as like a retail speakeasy. When you come in, you can casually peruse, you can sit down, hang out, have a drink. Um, and then uh, we moved from Grandview to this location back in May, and kind of, I thought, to expand the, um, uh, the business model into, into memberships so that people can have access to this place on, uh, you know, on, of their own volition. And when they're in here, they can self-serve. There's coffee, there's beer, there's um, things to do, casual, casual things to engage with. And um, uh, people can have that, you know, have a sense of ownership in that when they're, uh, when they're in here. They don't have to wait on other people waiting mm -hmm. on them. Um, they can bring up to, you know, three additional guests and uh, hang out in the space. You know, it's, uh, it's like a cross between a country club and I think, I think it was like a step down below an athletic club. So a country club is cool. It's a cool third place option, but people don't have that much time to spend of the millennial generation or, you know, uh, on the parentheses of it. Um, they don't really have that much time to spend. Uh, when you think of other options that are in your locality, like bars, coffee shops, barber shops, um, uh, things like that, like they're very one dimensional and transactional. When you go in there, you get your coffee, you sit down, you finish your coffee, you leave. Or if you're going to be there to send emails, you there's this like sense of obligation to having another coffee or a third coffee. Yeah. And yeah. you guys just had like coffee. you shouldn't like, like you shouldn't just be hanging out. Right. Like there's always this element of transactional nature. Mm -hmm. You're using my space. So you better buy something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I wanted to get in front of that, you know, the monthly dues are the monthly dues, but that gives you uh, access to the space and use of however you want. You're not like, you're not sitting at the bar and the bartender's like, so you want another drink? So you want another drink? It's like, no, I, I don't want another drink. I'm like, I want to have one drink or I want to um, have uh, a sandwich that I brought in for myself, or I just want to be somewhere where I am able to uh, decompress. And then if I'm with others, I want to just be able to connect naturally. When I'm in an environment like um, a public uh, bar or something like that, my anxiety, just personally, my anxiety is elevated. So I'm not really able to... Um, uh, relax and connect with the people that I'm with. I'm like yeah. more surface level on our conversation yeah. and my awareness is like um, uh, on the door and like I'm, I'm weary of loud noises and I'm like, I don't, I don't want that type of environment. And I think there are other people out there that also want a static, safe mm -hmm. feeling environment. And so, you know, well, when you, leisure club. Oh, when go you go out, there's, there's, there's two things that majority of the time science would say and the jury is still out on science uh, according to um, <laughs> Heather's going to be so happy right now I can hear her work in arrested development but um, there's two things that happen when you go out you're either getting drinks mm -hmm. or you're getting food mm -hmm. and then any kind of environment that comes with it this is environment and culture first mm -hmm. and then whatever you want to have in terms of food and drink. So yeah. here's what strikes me, and I don't know if this was um, 
intentional or not, or um, if it just happened this way. Um, here's what I love is I know a variety, you know, I, I, I have a variety of friends. Like I went to grad school with um, somebody who um, has a history with alcoholism, mm-hmm. right? And so um, when we were in grad school, we all might want to like hang out, right? And it was like, oh, well, where are we going to go? Because if we go to a restaurant or, you know, we can eat food or whatever, but most of us don't really want to necessarily go to a restaurant. We want it to be a little bit more casual than that. So then that kind of leaves more like a bar or a like cocktail lounge. But then it's not welcoming to people who don't necessarily like yeah. want to yeah. do that. Yeah. And so you have the distinct advantage of it being um, not that. Right. No, I don't want... I- I don't want alcohol to be the focus. Alcohol is available, and I think from a from a cultural standpoint, um, people are getting away from the um, from the binge drinking era of you know the the college days. Even college kids now aren't consuming alcohol at the at the rate that like my my generation did. Yeah, they don't know how to do it right anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I think I think you know people are of our age, dads uh, in particular, or moms in particular, are looking for a place that. Like, yeah, I, I want to be able to have a drink, but I don't want that to be the focus of the place. And I don't want it to be this looming thing over my head that's like, I have to continue doing it. It's like, no, I, I want to have an environment that if I want to have a drink, I can. But if my friend who doesn't drink or who has had a history of, um, uh, you know, alcohol uh, abuse, and I don't want to throw that in his face, right. I want to take him to a place that's like casual and comfortable and... Um, we can still connect. We can still have a meaningful conversation or a meaningful experience um, without without that without that pressure. Without that, I guess, um, what do you call that? Uh, like ancillary pressure. It's like something on the outside. That yeah. You're like, There's an expectation there, mm-hmm. right? This is what we do in this space. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even like really pop, like one of our, um, you know, one of my favorite spots to go to has a. Um, really really good um mocktail menu right Mm -hmm. but there's still this air of like we didn't come most people didn't come here for cocktail or for mocktails right they came here for that so it's like we're being accommodating to you versus what i feel like i'm hearing you say is we're not being accommodating to you we're just welcoming to you Mm -hmm. right there's a Mm -hmm. very big difference between i can accommodate that special need Mm -hmm. versus i don't really care like yeah, we can't accommodate that, but like, well, there's not really an accommodation need. Like, you're just welcome, like right. that, because that's not what our brand is really about. Yeah. So um, there's there's a level of like, um, I guess expected consumerism that takes place in a lot of those environments. And yes, like, when you're in here, you're paying to be in here, but you're getting that out of the way uh, instead of um, instead of getting nickel and dimed or having that like expected continued consumerist behavior. Yeah, when you're in the space, it's like, so it's a subscription. Oh, well, yeah. So it's a subscription model, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, how many members you got? Uh, Roughly, a- obviously, approaching fifty. Okay. Yeah, approaching fifty right now. I opened the doors, or I opened up the reservation calendar last week for members to start using. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, everybody's been. Okay, so here's my question, and I actually am asking for legitimate because I'm like legitimately interested. Mm-hmm. In. My question is, um, I pay this due. When can I show up? When? What are the like? 
what are the rules for when can I come in here? How does this work? Do you have to be open? Do I get a password? Like, what what goes on here? So there's uh, a reservation calendar. Reservation hours are between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m., Monday through Saturday. Um, I allow eight uh, total guests in every 15 minutes. So starting at 8 a.m., 8.15, uh, a total of, uh, what's that? my math right now sorry i'm bad at math I'm i don't know math. Uh, 36 so yeah. be like Matt, matt's not gonna help you i was he, like he like, doesn't math like, so good wait what 32 yeah 32 people um in the space like on an hourly basis the capacity in here is roughly 50 yeah um so it allows people to come in and uh, use the space hang out and uh so do i have to reserve it can yeah. I just show up? No, it's, it's okay. reservation only. Yeah. Okay, so I, don't I want have to, to show up. Yep. Yeah, you or can, I have to reserve it. I can't just show up. The way that I have it set up right now is reservations up to an hour before your arrival time. Oh, okay. So, so this could still have a little bit of spur of the moment, like a mm-hmm, spontaneity to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, so we're going to go. Let's go. Let's set it up right now. Yeah, so like if I was working in an office or something like that, and it was like noon, mm-hmm. and I wanted to like see about my colleagues joining me if, mm-hmm. if me and like a couple of, of my colleagues were members we could mm-hmm. get on there and, and book the space mm-hmm. before the end of the work day yep. and be like let's go have happy hour yep if you wanted to do a uh, an individual reservation like an individual rental of one of the rooms so there are two rooms Eagles Landing and Half Dome um, each room is Half Dome related to Yosemite yep yeah right. absolutely uh, and also kind of a play on um, uh, athletic facilities this is oh, like, more, like a, more activity yeah, based in yeah. here. Watch the games and things like that in here. Um, and uh, so you can rent out either of the spaces. If you're having more than four people, you can rent it out on an hourly basis. And okay. Block it all off. So. Okay. But you don't have to. You can just reserve space to be in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, and what's kind of cool, too, not kind of, is cool, um, and it, and it kind of segues just briefly into what would be a Drinks with Dudes segment, you have liquid options. You have fancy coffee that just was announced the week of our recording, mm-hmm. like here, that you now have your own line of coffee. Yep. Will, you t- will you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the other uh, things about this Leisure Club. This is you because I don't know yeah. anything about yeah. coffee. The other uh, thing about Leisure Club is, you know, it being a private social club, but we also have merchandise that's available for members. So it's, it's casual um, in that the, we have vintage T-shirts and vintage hats. Um, those things can be purchased. Um, if a member is so inclined. Uh, we also have our own line of apparel. Uh, we have hats and hoodies and crewnecks and T-shirts. Um, I hear you might be getting a, a new, um, I don't want to like give anything away, but I hear there might be a pretty big name band that might be bringing the merchandising <laughs> to you. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the works. Uh, nothing. nothing. D- DS. <laughs> yeah, DS. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, be on the lookout. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we've got all those products, but then uh, we've got um, home products too. Like I've got blankets and, and gloves and candles and matches and um, most recently coffee. So I um, work with a local um, roaster who sources their beans from a single farm in Ethiopia. Um, those beans are purchased and then brought to uh, Columbus. Uh, they're lightly roasted. Are you allowed to tell me who it is? Uh, yeah, it's a... well. Is it- it, I it's a, a wholesale. I just have a wholesale account with oh. um, with a, a local uh, a local roaster. Okay. Yeah. I, I was curious. I, I I have a wonder about who it is. I'm gonna ask <laughs> you later. Um, 
No, I like to have uh, all of the products in here that are Leisure Club, they're Leisure Club branded products because it offers another avenue of uh, extension of the brand to people that might not be members, but I want yeah. everyone to feel like they're a member of Leisure Club. Um, the coffee is just is just a part of that. I'm a I'm a huge coffee fan. I love Ethiopian beans. I love light roasts, yeah. and it's you're speaking my jam right there. That <laughs> was a that was a really nice cup of coffee for oh, sure. Thanks. Um, I like Ethiopian um, dry processed mm. is my mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah because I roast coffee for fun. Yeah, um, not not like this, um, but uh, it's a lot of fun to do. So. Um, yeah, I love I love coffee, and I, I want to be able to offer that to uh, the members, and again to the to the general public, so they can. Okay, so here I do have a question though. So I got my membership. I've, I've reserved my space. My mm-hmm. friends come in. Um, one of the things that that, that I had, uh, Matt still doesn't drink coffee, but uh, that's okay. I'm um, just nodding and saying, yeah, as we yeah. talk about the coffee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, oh, uh-huh. the dry yeah, roast. Totally. Ethiopia. Yeah. Have you tried the Indonesia? Anyway. <laughs> but one of the things you do like and we, we like together is is beer. We have garage beer that we're, I, which I've never had before, which I feel like I've like, I don't know how, but I've never had it before. I'm having it's amazing. It, it's it beer that tastes like beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's beer not flavored beer. Yeah. It's just yeah. no frills. Like it's, it's you know. Um, so so my options. question is, how does this work? If I get a beer. Do I have a tab? Do I have, like, is it free? Is it part, like, what's... No, it's just expected to temper yourself. Like, you know, don't, don't go, don't go over, don't go overboard. I mean, obviously, you may have a few and you may imbibe. So, it's a D-B-I, D-I-B-T-A. Or wait, D-B-A-A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't be an asshole rule. Mm -hmm. Have a couple beers. Mm -hmm. But But if you want, if you want to get, if you want to uh, go wild and bring in your own, uh, liquor you can you can bring in your own beer you can bring in your own wine um what if i want food from the market yeah bring it over yeah okay. just, so, it's just as long as people clean up after themselves i mean i do have a cleaning service that comes in regularly and eventually whoa, there whoa, will whoa, be whoa. Staff i thought you i, I thought, thought you were the janitor. you were the cleaning i am staff, the assistant man. janitor i'm assistant to them oh okay. the assistant to the okay. regional manager as yeah. well of Leisure yeah. club <laughs> yeah absolutely just, okay. Yep. Now the the noise that we no longer hear in the background is an old school. What is that? A fifty year old um, yeah, soda machine. machine? Yeah, which, that, which I feel like we need to to have a moment to uh, just put a, a public service announcement out. If there's anyone that's listening that happens to be a vending machine repair person, it's <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> yeah, you're looking for one. I'm yeah. looking for one. You're I got two vending one. machines, and they uh, they both work half the time. Um, and no, it's and super so you, cool. you put in quarters, uh, mm. and I think hit like the Sprite, mm-hmm. and we got the Tallboy can of Garage Beer Classic um, Small Batch Brewed Lime Beer. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, which is, I like because I don't like lime beers, yeah, because like sometimes there's too much of that fake lime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just Perfect. like beer with refreshing aftertaste. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for those that are kind of calorie conscious, a 16-ounce can is only 95 calories, which right. is kind of... And it's like it's a good. nice, like, light drinker. I tell you what, um, this is the kind of beer that I think this is a great selection for you guys because it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not like high octane. Right. You can have a couple of of four percent beers mm-hmm. for it's, most people. It's light. You know, it's light. It's easy. It's meant to just be a light drinker. Well, the story of Garage Beer. It's a great story because it was uh, five five dads that were all hanging out in their garage and they're like, "This is cool. We like this better than going to the bar." This sounds uh, like until somebody else I know. moved here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the partnership is uh, a very unique story. Um, you know, Garage Beer started with the five guys kind of sitting around and going, you know, let's are, are you one of them? No, 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 okay. no. Uh, unfortunately, check. not. No. <laughs> Great guys. Um, 
and they all got together and they're like, we, you know, we want to have a, a light beer. There's like not a, there's not a competitor in that category that is, um, isn't a big box and like you've got Bud Light and you've got Miller Light yeah. and that's it. And variations of either on, uh, on either side of it. And they're like, you go to the, you know, the craft beer aisle and it's winified. It is just absolutely. I've never heard that term, but that's a great way to describe it. Winified. It's winified. You've got too many options to choose from and you just get, uh, for me, I just get, um, a selection overload. I'm just yeah. like, uh, I call it choice paralysis. Yeah. Choice yeah. paralysis. A hundred percent. And you look over at uh, the light beer section, you're like, easy, easy choice. I'm going to grab that. But then when you see garage beer, it's so it's such a quality product. And um, you know that what you're getting is not something from one of the big boxes. And it's great because they're like, nope, we're just doing one, one thing, light beer and a lime light beer, and that's it. We're not going to mm-hmm. give you the... Uh, the myriad of um, well, there's no need. The market already has it, right? Yep. Like the yeah, yeah, it's covered. It is covered. Yeah, <laughs> you can only have so many mango guava IPA, yeah. just you know, <laughs> cold pressed <laughs> yeah. IPA, whatever. Yeah, I get that, yeah. and I like that stuff. But yeah, but, but even still, like their time and place, or the downside it is, you know, you start messing around with some of those things, and then they start getting up into seven yeah. percent, and mm-hmm. then it's like, well, I can't come here and have a couple of beers and then drive home safely because right. I'm, I, I just drank, you know, two or three, like seven and a half percent beers. Right. And you're like, eh. Wait four hours. And right. <laughs> yeah. Have a whole pizza. And then being old, <laughs> it's like, now I'm going to be uh, waking up in the middle of the night, hot and sweaty and exactly. wake up sweats. miserable. And I didn't even get drunk. And exactly. then, Oh, by the way, I have to get up when the little one gets up. Oh, it's and? a way to stay social. You're casually like, it's, it's not like, it, even if you have, uh, you know, more than the recommended amount, um, you're not going to feel bad in the morning. You're not going to be overly imbibed. It's still casual and social. Um, and it's, you know, it still takes the edge off too from a long, a long day at work. It's I good. would really be curious to know. I, you know, I, I'm a therapist. That's what I do in my full-time work. I work with children, but um, I've always been nerdy and like interested in research and things. I was mm-hmm. working on my, my PhD at one point. I, I love data and those things. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like, a long-term study of the amount of people and the, or that the amount of alcohol consumed in this environment in comparison to a bar, because there is no pressure. There's no like pressure sales. Like we were just talking about. I'll bet you people drink less. It will be less. I would assume because this is like working at, um, Cohatch. That's where my office is now. Don't they do free free beer and wine? People will go and grab one casually but it's not like you're going to the bar ready to get drinks from the bar. You don't have okay, that vibe. I have a random so question. You're coming here for the vibe. Okay, I have a, I have a random question for both of you. Um, what were your... Um, two, it's twofold. And maybe you know this, maybe you don't. You, This will definitely speak to you, this question. Um, what are... Your what was your parents' alcohol, like attitude towards like drinking and things mm-hmm. when you were like, or just not maybe like just in general like family like were you allowed to drink before you were twenty one Was that like because no. I'm I'm thinking about this me neither me either, mm-hmm. me either. Um, my but dad I, brewed beer though <laughs> so there was <laughs> no funny. shortage of beer he never even let you try it a little bit he would let me try it I thought it tasted disgusting yeah yeah and I didn't drink um freshman year of, of college and then I was like wait I'm in the military. I got money, baby. No, well, yeah, I have money, but but I also was like, I literally just got trained to like protect the country. I'm mm-hmm. gonna drink. I'm gonna have a beer. Yeah. yeah, I was just curious because like I'm thinking about like that like idea of like when it when it's not taboo, right? Like if it's like the middle of the work day mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what, 
I just want a beer. I've like, been going to NA's middle of the day. I actually like working it. from home. Yeah, I actually keep NA's. I'm, I'm big on that. In my, I have NA's in my um, my fridge almost mm. at all times. I actually really like the taste of some yeah. of them. It's not the alcohol. I just want the beer. Yeah, yeah and it's like, like a nice. Waters, those hot waters are so yeah, good. Exactly. They're so, so I good. Need, yeah. I haven't tried. They are expensive, I haven't dipped but they the are toe very in there. Delicious. Oh, but they're very yeah. very good. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, I'd just be curious to know when, when you take that like taboo-ness away if people still want to do it. This has been an ongoing discussion we've had, and it started since when we recorded the first time with the guys from Fatheads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to share this to open up a, a, a discussion because I'm curious about... Oh, remind me to come back to my other question, but yeah. go ahead. Um, well, go ahead. Oh, my other question I was... I forgot you had a two-parter. My other question was, what's your rule? Like, Oh, yeah, because you have teens. Because you have teens. Oh, um, I don't want it to be seen uh, as something that they need to hide from me if they choose to do it. I do uh, try to impress on them the consequences of their of their choices, yeah. um, but that the doors are always open should they should they feel like you know they're in a in a social situation and other people are doing it and they feel safe and they feel okay. Uh, if they if they overdo it, I don't want them driving and. Uh, I want them to feel like they can call me and yeah. ask for. So you yeah. prefer that they don't, but mm-hmm. if they do, you want them to do it. So my, yeah. mm-hmm. my what was your rule in your house? Like I didn't age. drink, but my my dad said if I find out that you did something without calling me, you're going to be in trouble. My mom's yeah, rule, I but I, I was with all like straight edge punkers at yeah. the time, like pre pop punk. Mm-hmm. I just want to get on the record and say that. <laughs> so like you were at a party and there were like five like 1990s style so punk edgy, bands, yeah. and it was all like. Uh, high top chucks and low top chucks, yeah. but you had to have your initials in there. You're going home with someone else's shoe. <laughs> yeah. But it was like the cool thing to do was yeah. to be straight edge. Yeah. Uh, so I never had to worry about it. Inter- yeah. So my 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 rule at my um, growing up, or like not growing up, but like when I entered college, was um, my mom was mom and dad were like we're not stupid. Like it's this is a part of college life. Then my mom's one rule to this day remains even as an adult. <laughs> If I get too drunk to drive home, I can call at any time, mm-hmm. any time, day or night. It works. We know that. <laughs> we know it works. <laughs> but if I decide to do something really stupid and drive drunk and get pulled over or, you know, something like that, yeah. my mom is like, don't bother call- calling me. I will not bail you out of jail. And uh, when I, <laughs> and as, as a man in my late, mid to late thirties, I still 100% believe that if I called my, I mean, hopefully this will never happen. I'm pretty responsible. But if I were to ever call my mom from jail and be like, I got a DUI, she would literally hang up the phone. She'd be like, I'm not coming to get you. (laughs) So that was like my mom's. And and that is actually true. Um, Matt and I did, in fact. um, We won't say who. Overindulge one evening. For Um, a recording. Yeah. yeah, For a recording. And I called my mom at like midnight. To be fair, when you're tasting with the owner. Yeah. I called my mom at midnight (laughs) and she said, on a school night. On a, yeah, this oh. was like a Wednesday or something. And she said, Sean, are you, have you been drinking? Are you driving home? That's what she said. Sean, are you driving home? And like, that was like, I was like, hi, mom. Like, you know, that like very like animated over yeah, happy, yeah, you know? Yeah. And the first thing out of her mouth was, have you been drinking and are you driving home? And I laughed because we'd had too much. And I said, no, that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> and my I mom and dad ride. came and picked Matt and I up. Wow. Um, you know, mm-hmm. And my, we you know, won't say this where, is, what a gift. This, That's such a nice thing. You yeah. know? I don't think a lot of people have that. And let me tell you what a trooper both my parents are. Okay. Cause they both had to come down cause we had driven together. Mm-hmm. So my parents had, 
get get out of bed. They live in Powell, drive all the way down, and 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 come pick us up. They're such troopers that my dad. I think he loves this story, for being honest with you. My dad drove us through Wendy's. Uh. We were drunk, and I was like, I want Wendy's. And I, at the time, hadn't eaten, like, red meat in, like, uh. probably, like, four weeks. <laughs> that was a terrible decision. <laughs> um, which reminds me, you know what you should have on hand that might be on brand? Mm. Hot Pockets. Oh, that's a great idea. I, definitely I don't know. The idea. Hot Pockets just make me think oh. of, like, late 90s. Yeah. Early uh, 2000s. On hand. Well, yeah, here, here's, here's what I like, and, and I'm going to bring this back to just the environment and what I believe the culture that you're, you're setting up here. Um, and to relate back to the uh, guys at Fatheads, the older I get, I want things simple. Yep. And I want yep. things mm-hmm. like a Pilsner mm-hmm. or a lager. I'm over at now outside of the fact that my favorite beer season is Oktoberfest and, mm-hmm. and some pumpkins, but not like you're drinking a pumpkin pie. Right. But Rogue I, I want, ale. I want something that tastes like the beer or I just want a bourbon with an ice cube. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah, simple. else. Simple. And what I like here is you have a simple idea mm-hmm. that has a profound environment and um culture that you're building here and it's it's down from the scent of your candle to the partnership with garage beer and that taste to just everything um and and kudos to you because this is a great hideaway thanks from those that want to get away from the stress of work life kids wife husband third place i mean there's not a lot there's not a lot of options uh first place home second place work or school and then third place where you go to commune and you know coming out of covid uh, a lot of communities were uh severed uh physical communities were severed digital communities were formed uh but there's not there's nothing like a physical community and um you get that in in places like country clubs and coffee shops and bars and things like that and I wanted to combine all of that in a single place because as you know as we are emerging out of covid and our lives are digitized our only currency is time and how are people spending their time it's it's important because if I'm spending my time in an establishment I don't want them thinking that they are uh, in control of my time, like they're they're waiting on me. All right, well I've been here for 20 minutes now. That's 20 minutes I could have been at home with my kids, or yeah. I could have been working on a project, or I could have been. And it's not getting to why you came, right? Because if I show up after work and I want to have a beer, and I gotta wait 20 minutes for you to get me a beer, mm-hmm. I am raging by the time I get. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then it's like, well. I came here to like kind of relax and now like, and I don't mean that as like any, like, you know, not, that's not the fault of the establishment if they're busy, whatever. Right. But like, that's the reality is that like, if it takes you 20 minutes to get me a beer, even 15 minutes, like, gosh, that's not why I came. Yeah. I'm paying, I'm paying with my time right now. And like my loyalty to this establishment is, uh, is, is, is dwindling uh, with when you, when they're wasting my, when they're wasting my time. I want to put both of you on the hot seat. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to plant the seed and this is going to go right into your wheelhouse. He always likes to end things with rapid fire questions. Mm. First thing that comes to your mind I'm going to ask you because you're the commodore <laughs> and the janitor and the assistant um, regional director, you know. <laughs> and then to you too. Are you ready? You'll have How come a- I don't get any cool titles? <laughs> well, you're the dude. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so here's here's what we're going to do. 
Um, you'll get a couple seconds to think about it, but first thing that comes to your mind, coolest thing you have here, go. Oh, oh man. Okay. It's got to be the... Um, I got mine. The uh, 18-wheeler, the picture of the Freightliner up there. I have had that for a very long time. I uh, think of, as I'm building out this space or environments uh, as a whole, I think of a truck driver from 1986 that's got a family of uh, a couple of kids um, on the road quite a bit and uh, just lives lives to lives to earn his leisure and hang out with his family. You said 86? 86 is the, is the year. It's the greatest cool. year ever. So. <laughs> what, what, what about you? Barra Fawcett. Uh, f- oh, Fuzzy yes. Barra. Yeah. I, I didn't see that. Yeah, what is that's that? That's on a rug. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a, that's a rug. <laughs> but uh, a close second was the, the basketball hoops. The basketball hoops from the on the brick wall. I love the the teddy bear head. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Like everywhere I look, there's different things. I didn't even notice when I asked the question. I already knew which one I wanted. But then I saw like the bald eagle with the 1770s. There's nothing more American yeah. than that chair there, mm-hmm. and you you wouldn't even see that. So yeah. okay, so someone who's trying who's listening who's trying to like get an understanding for these vibes. One. Um, visit our social media, visit your social media, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got pictures mm-hmm. of the inside space and all that stuff. But, but if anyone listening now, like, we've talked about the concept of it, all that sort of stuff. Is there something that if you're a local person to Columbus, and I have something that I think a vibe that is similar, but this is in and of itself a unique thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make sure that I say that, right? There's nothing that is that is like this. But if I had to pick maybe a retail store or something like that or an experience... That, that that someone had gone through where I could go, oh, it, it kind of reminds me of this. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything that, like, mm-hmm. is there, like, a retail space or anything or, or anything where you're, like, it kind of, or, or maybe it's not a retail space. Um, the it, greatest? It okay. Yeah, no, my background uh, after graduating high school was in, I went directly into retail. I worked at Structure, and then during college I went into um Oh, my God, Abercrombie. I haven't thought about Structure in a long time. So I worked at both of those uh, both of those stores at their flagship locations. I worked at corporate. Oh my um, God! I think I had them. a poster of you shirtless in my room. <laughs> now that you say that, that wasn't that wasn't me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Do you remember what Abercrombie models like yeah. would just like stand around like yeah naked half? Yeah, yeah. That was that was the whole, that's actually that was the whole how, thing. That's actually how we met. I they went said, in there. He was modeling. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, you want to do a podcast about dads? Yeah, yeah. it's cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not you, a dad. And he was put, like, it's cool. What cool. Let's put your shirt on, though, Can we first? chest bump? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry for interrupting you. No, no. I was, so I worked at Abercrombie, and I got this uh, at the flagship store specifically, and I got this um, this bug for uh, the obsession with uh, details in yeah. there. My, my background is in fine art, so I'm like very detail-oriented when it comes to putting together compositions. Nothing about this space is accidental is what you're telling me. Right. Everything is like, it's like a pixel. Like, everything is down to the pixel. Because so if you could add one thing. Oh. Mm. In here? Yeah. And I'm, uh, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll go around. Mm. What would you add? Oh, man. First thing that comes to your mind. Don't overthink uh, it. Whew. I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, um, I got it. Go ahead. I feel like, I don't know where you would put it. But I feel like one of those old school um, basketball arcade. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. like ski ball. Yeah, ski like ball would be cool. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. something like that. What about like one of those just tabletop um, bowling? Yeah. The, that, uh, like yeah. the old VW, like you you'd go that? to the V, not VA, geez, the VFW yeah. or something. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. would have the little pins. Oh, what about the, uh, the, the do you remember the hockey? Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the person, yeah, the place the on, with the dome, yeah. With the um, dome over it. 
Oh, there's Foosball. a uh, high bank. High bank yeah. distillery has yeah. like that. Here's here's. Are you ready? And, and I think we were briefly discussing this before we recorded. One of the old school cigarette machines, yeah. but mm-hmm. with little like snicker snackers yeah. to come out or Love something. That. Yeah. yeah, chocolate bars, little goldfish. Yeah, little snacks. Know. Yeah, that's a good idea. A little snack yeah. machine. Um, okay, idea. so you also do euchre and other nights. Mm-hmm. If there was just like a, another idea that you could riff mm. um, for the the athletic department, mm-hmm. tell me of about what Club. you want to do, and then I want to go back to that idea too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I would put uh, I would put a foosball. I think foosball is going to be in here. That'll be that's going to be coming down the line. Like so that's do a just tournament? on my list. Yeah. So the leagues that are going to yeah. be happening here. So one of the great things, one of the great features, I think, of Leisure Club is that we've got a calendar of uh, casual competitions, live entertainment, and volunteering opportunities for our members. Um, the casual competitions are six weeks, le- six week leagues. Uh, the first ones out of the gate are going to be Euchre, Tech Mobile, and uh, Darts. I would destroy a Tech Mobile. I mean, maybe not, though. There's probably some There's pretty, a lot, there's there's a lot of pros skills. out there, I'm Tech telling Mobile, you. Tech Mobile, isn't that what Ryan Reynolds... No, that's Mint. What's Tech Mobile? I'm, Tech Mobile, the Nintendo te- game. No, it's a football. Techno Bowl. Techno Bowl. Tech Mo. Oh, Tech Mo. Sorry. T E C M O. That's right. Oh, Tech Mobile. I, it's an old Nintendo game, and it was uh, all I, the NFL teams from the from the eighties. I think oh, you can be Bo Jackson okay. on the Raiders. Yeah. I, 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 all right. I played that. The way you were saying it, though, I thought it was like Tech Mobile. Like no, Tech Mobile. Mint <laughs> Mobile. Like no, no, no. you have a Tech, tech Mobile. You have ball. one of those like small like flip phones that mm-hmm. people. Can, that's so vintage. <laughs> you gotta buy your minutes. Yeah. Um, you have to put a card number in, <laughs> and then that's that's how you get the return custom. Like yep, exactly. <laughs> So those are going to be the first three, uh, the first three leagues. Uh, after that, it'll open up, and I think foosball is going to be one of them. Uh, NBA Jam will definitely be one of them, and then uh, probably some offsite stuff I, down the road. I got an idea. Did you say you had an idea? Oh, well, my idea was like ski ball and all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what would be cool? I mean, you do what you want, but I think having like, I don't know if you have other space, but I think it would be so cool to have like. A monthly rotating thing of like, you know, like old school arcade. Like you just mm-hmm. had one, mm-hmm. and it was like this month we're bringing in mm-hmm. oh like mm-hmm. Pac Man, mm-hmm. and you're, it'll only be here for November. One month, yeah, absolutely. And That'd then be like, great. definitely you know. do that. Okay, so I want to go back to this league thing. Mm-hmm. How's this work? Do I have to pay extra for the league? Is it just part of my membership? Yep, just part of the membership. But I don't have to be a member to do the league, or I do? You don't have to be a member to be be in the league. Your access to the space would be uh, during league nights, and you do pay. Okay. Pay to be a part of the league. But the winners get a trophy, they get a commemorative hat, and then they get one month free membership. That's well, awesome. you have me a trophy. Dues. Yeah, yeah. I, just I know the trophy. trophy. League. Champions of League. Is, uh, is it a real one or like vintage? Yeah. Like you're gonna? No, it's one I'm having made that, for the for the yeah. competition. So it's uh, the Champions of Leisure Trophy League, <laughs> and then each of the you know varying uh, competitions, casual competitions. Oh, I like that annually. Have you ever thought about having like a a, a leisure like Olympics? Uh, oh, mm, that's a good idea. Absolutely, that'll be could be an annual event. Do yeah. some like uh, Dodeca he Dodeca Cathalon. You see, there's a documentary about two brothers that compete against each other in like a 28 event <laughs> thing. It's like that's awesome. Ping pong and swimming, and they do all of it. It's this, pretty cool. This is awesome. I Great just idea. looking around, still seeing. There's still ideas. This yeah. is this is fantastic. If I, go ahead. I, I want to I want to ask another question though. Fire. What's something that will never be in here? Ooh. If you're like, 
anti like it's you know and i never is kind of hard yeah. right i don't mean that necessarily in the definitive sense right yeah. but like what is something that you're like i just don't want to see this mm. uh i don't want it to become a co-working space i don't okay. i like the idea of people being able to you know bring their laptop in and send some emails if they want to but i really want this to be a space that's um uh, uh a variation or an evolution of a community center. Yeah. Um, I feel like right now the opportunities, so I'll give you a little bit of personal philosophy. I believe there are three parts to life. There's your production, your labor and your leisure. Your production is putting yourself together, uh, basically building your environment, your home, like mowing your lawn, doing your dishes, your laundry, taking a shower. That's your production of yourself. Your labor is what you do to contribute back to your community and you're compensated for it. Um, and then your leisure is what you do for yourself. Each one of those categories has its own uh, network of people and then its own uh, style of clothing um, presentation. In leisure, that space right now is so wide open. Um, you've got like these community centers around town that are, they're not branded and they're yeah. not sexy. And when I think of the why, I, I, I'm just sad. I don't think of the why as a place yeah. to to go really hang out um, as a third place option. I think of country clubs, too much time. I think of an athletic club, too much energy exertion. Yeah. Um, when I think of like leisure club, it's a step below that level of exertion, but a place that's like super, uh, for lack of a better term, chill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a place where you come to um, relax, but you still have a little bit of energy to, com uh, to play, to compete in casual competitions, to have a meaningful conversation. Um, but it's not as, uh, but it's not as, um, uh, not vibrant, but it's, it's just more relaxed and a lot more, um, chill you know out. what just struck me too is, um, you could argue that a lot of the models that you just talked about, a athletic club, a, um, country club, country, cl a golf club, country clubs usually have a golf component mm -hmm, to it. Not mm -hmm. always, but, um, there's an element of like testosterone filled competition. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the country club. Mm -hmm. Let's go um, play around a round of golf. Mm -hmm. I want to beat you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's go play racquetball at the, an athletic club. Mm -hmm. You want to beat me, right? right? That's not what this space is designed to do. It's right. just a space to exist. Right. And I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. You just come to hang out there. I mean, there is competition and there is a, you yeah. know, the winner, the winning component to it, but that's, it's all in good sportsmanship. Right. It's all in good. It's uh, not the primary function of the space. Right. You go to a athletic club, you know, you're going to be like, well, we're competing. We're going to do mm -hmm. like, there's going to be a, but that's not the primary function of this space. No, it's really to build community. It's to yeah. build bridges, to form and strengthen bonds. I mean, I think in my, uh, on my website in the about section, it's like leisure club is about strengthening the bonds between friends, family, and neighbors, um, in a way that's, uh, that's authentic and real and not centered around, uh, continued consumption. Um, but really about the, the space that we all share together, the time yeah. that we all share together. Um, I feel like, you know, as a part of the philosophy of leisure club, it got started on this question of, you know, what does it mean to be a good American? Like, what's that really mean? Um, and if you dig deep into it, it's uh, treating everyone equally with kindness and respect and helping out your, your fellow neighbor. 
I think, you know, pre-COVID, during COVID, there was a lot of uh, cultural division that was taking place. Yeah. Like, you know, if you think about just our land, um, there was a lot of cultural division and that was inflamed uh, through the media. But when you open your door and you engage with your neighbors, that flair isn't there. There's not, it's yeah. not really a thing. Yeah. And so to wash the, that stuff away and create a Petri dish or a place for people to come together and start a conversation over things that they agree on. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they start to formulate the bonds and then now there's community. And once community is in place, then you can start to develop culture and culture, American culture um, is really about helping each other out. And that's what I ultimately want this space to be is a place to, for people to come um, have the, the collision of um, experiences and ideas. And then from there formulate, you know, innovative ideas and concepts that then, you know, kind of progress and then formulate the, um, the fabric of our, of our culture. Yeah. Wow. Man, you're trying to do a lot with a, with a little space here. I mean, that's actually not a little space. This is a big space. But so no, the yeah. change that is coming in the country starts here. Starts here. Well, yeah. I think so, it just starts in communities. And I feel like th- I want this to be, I would love like long term, I want multiple of these in uh, across the country that people can, you know, come to and develop their own, develop whatever it is that, yeah. that they want to. The co-working spaces, I love co-working spaces, but it's a real estate play. Um, and it's fill up these offices, you know, let's, and yeah. we providing the platform for community to develop, um, with the innovation hubs and things like that. But it's, again, it's kind of a, it's a, a line in the sand, a transactional conversation, and it's not providing, uh, this place where, um, ideas and memories and, um, experiences can kind of blossom organically in this place due to the nostalgic nature of the design when people that are in here have a, uh, they look at something, let's say uh, that picture of Elvis over there. I have a memory or an experience of Elvis and you may as well, that's related through your family or through your own personal, um, your own personal experience. And now I like, I might be talking about that. You'll see it. You've got a memory. Now we share this. Now it's a collective memory that we have. And now uh, we've, we have a place to agree on. And that's where that's where you can start um, developing those those conversations and um, strengthening and formulating those bonds more clearly. Mm, that's so awesome. that's the intent. And, and for Leisure any- Club, let's step backwards so we can move forward. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, I like exactly. That. Yeah, it's got a little vintage yeah, feel. A little look back, little look back, and then like let's plan forward. Yeah, you know. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. I could literally, I, I might, I might actually move in. <laughs> um, I don't, we'll discuss like dues and what that might cost. <laughs> and like, I'll need like a shower, yeah, I think. Yeah. No, my car's got a shower. I think it's cool. As long as it's, if everyone's cool with me showering in the parking lot, mm-hmm. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if anyone listening wants to find more information about uh, Leisure Club, where, where can they go? Where can they find you? Mm. As I get you sipping a beer. Uh, leisureclub.co. No M. Just leisureclub.co on the internet. Um, and you can learn how to uh, become a member. You can purchase any one of our uh, amazing uh, products. Um, you can schedule uh, a private event. Um, whatever is whatever is you want to do. Leisureclub.co. How much does it cost to have you pop out of a birthday cake? Oh, uh, oh great question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's, That's negotiable. Yeah. It's negotiable. 
That'll be on the second rendition <laughs> yeah. of, of yeah. Jews in the Structure. That's right. I also want like a really sultry, um, yeah. like Marilyn Monroe. I feel like that's a very yeah. vibe-ish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, this has been awesome. So thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. This is great. And thank you, um, whoever you are, wherever you're listening. Um, just thank you for the gift of your time to listen to our podcast and Matt's story. Be sure to uh, drop us a line at the dadasspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us uh, across the interwebs on primarily Instagram, as well as that new one called The Threads. The th- yeah, we got it this time. Couldn't yeah, remember before. The Threads. And we're also on MySpace. So yeah. please be sure to follow us. And until next time. Keep it leisurely. Yeah, thank Dad you ass. so much. <laughs>